I'll wait till you get set, man. I know you like putting in these uh, these random pieces of me doing random stuff in the beginning. Yeah, I know, I know. I did like on the last one, our little conversation in the beginning, you can hear us talking. Yeah, that was fun. Um, okay. Usually I start these all, like I want I want to know your story. I mean, I know it, people don't know it. Um, so go ahead, let's go pre-draft. I'm talking about, I want to talk about high school. High school. I know it was a long time ago, but. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I was a two-way guy. Played uh, outfield, center field, and pitched. Hated pitching. It was uh, <laughs> I, It was just, uh, just out of necessity for the team or whatever. And, um, yeah. So, loved outfield, hated pitching, and, uh, Unfortunate. Well, I guess fortunately, it. Uh, I had more promise. I was. I was a, a hit right-handed. Through left-handed. Don't see too many of those things like Ricky Henderson, Ryan yeah. Ludwig, or a few. And uh, yeah, I mean, had some success for the team. Didn't really uh, get any college uh, offers or anything like that. Was looking at going to the military. Looking at uh, like been in the uh, infantry in the army, you know, had an uncle that was in there. So I was looking to follow those footsteps. Then my senior year, just, uh, just like a stroke of luck. Uh, there was a rain out and a coach from the Juco I ended up going to ended up uh, catching a game I pitched in and uh, ended up offering me a scholarship and then went there. Uh, freshman year, I went there as a two-way switch hit or play center. Uh, I was terrible. My freshman year, it was it was trash. It was like had like 14 innings, like 14 walks, 14 just terrible, you know. Uh, I think my, being able to play the outfield kept me around, like kept my me having a scholarship. And then uh, I ended up playing on a. I'm relatively young, or I was young for that time for my age, so I ended up playing on a like a 18 under travel ball team and just getting innings or whatever and got knocked around that summer, like to the point to where I was questioning whether or not I was, baseball was gonna be a yeah. thing. And uh, I guess just in hindsight, just learn how to take, learn how to take a loss, some losses or whatever. And uh, came back the next fall, pitched well, uh, didn't really crack the starting rotation that spring until like an injury came up. So it was like, uh, I had to take advantage of the opportunity. Pitched really well. Um, Ended up getting a scholarship to Marshall University and then getting drafted. Uh, didn't sign, went to Marshall, transferred that semester, went to Kansas, and got knocked around. It was a, uh, it was a repeat of freshman year. You know, yeah. it was uh, had like I think started off real strong, won like four straight games, had 28 innings at the break, and then at the end of the season had like 32, just knocked around. Uh, and I mean, if it wasn't for getting invited to a pre-draft workout with the scout that drafted me in 2007, um, I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have been drafted. You know? yeah. Like they took the scholarship away. I was pretty broken, you know? And uh, yeah, luckily I went down there through hard enough to get some attention and got drafted yeah. in the 32nd round and just kind of took off. So how hard were you throwing when you got drafted? Oh. In game. In game, um, I know you're not a bullpen guy. The like the the first year, like 2007, I was yeah. Let's say 07. Uh, let's go. It was like 88 to 92. Might top a four, touch a four, you know. Um, that next year, the spring, it was pretty much the same. Like 88, 92, touch a four or five. But like at that pre-draft workout, it was kind of like a like a lose yourself moment, like Eminem, you know, kind of seeing the writing on the wall. Uh, I think I was like 93, 96. Jeez. And I was, I was just out of my mind or whatever, yeah. you know, and then got got it done, taken in 32nd yeah. round and then just kind of took off. Yeah, so what year did you make your debut? 2012. Okay, so five years after getting drafted? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who'd you, you debuted with Atlanta? St. St. Louis. St. Louis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You spent two years in St. Louis? So parts of 12, 13, 
14. Okay. Yeah, so parts of three years. Three years. Yeah. And then traded to Texas. Okay. Out of and you played you've played in the show for St. Louis, Texas, and Atlanta, correct? Yeah. The, Those three. St. Louis, Texas, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Anaheim, and Washington. Okay. Yeah. So you've had plenty of experiences. Bounced around quite a bit. Yeah. If you had to pick, what is your favorite stadium in the big leagues? Uh, Petco. Really? Yeah. Why? It's big, big, nice weather. Well, there's a few, could I, could I do multiple? Yeah. Um, Petco, the weather's amazing. It's big. So, yeah. You know, um, and uh, Pittsburgh, I think it's PNC. Yeah. Amazing. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. None yeah. of the historical ones? Wrigley or anything like that? <laughs> uh, uh, Wrigley's cool. It, uh, yeah. They, they updated it quite a bit, you know, so like yeah. when I first came up, it was time you seen rookie of the year yeah you know so it was like essentially it was like that you know yeah. pins down the line uh cold 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 in the in the um late in the season early in the season but they moved the bullpens underneath it's it's pretty it's they've renovated it quite a bit yeah um the last time i was there but so what is what's the best road clubhouse you're on the road. You could stay in any park in the big leagues. Is there Yankees. any road clubhouse that's good? Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. I mean, I. You don't have to eat before you go. <laughs> it's like, it's uh. Yeah. You. I mean, you don't have. It's like I won't eat before I go to the stadium, and then it'll just be, pretty much whatever you want, all throughout the day. That is pre-game, nice. post-game, during game. <laughs> During game. It's uh, yeah. New York easily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back to debut. Yeah. What was that like? Obviously, I, I haven't experienced it. Probably never will. But uh, was the debut the most nerve-wracking moment? I would say so. Just because it's it's like uh, growing up. I mean, that's like that's like the dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like uh, facing dudes that you grew up watching playing with on the video games, you know. Um, mine was a little bit, a little bit more, it was uh, Santana's no hitter. And so it, oh, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was, that was pretty cool. Didn't know it was no hitter or didn't know it was gonna be a no hitter at the time, but just kind of like trying to focus on the possibility of like getting the job done and yeah. then realizing he's doing something special. Cause I mean, I grew up watching Santana trying to mimic his deliveries, follow through and all the other stuff. So it was just kind of like, it was, it was surreal in that sense, you know? Yeah. You gotta be a part of history. Yeah. Yeah. And then I cashed in, <laughs> I cashed in all the inherited runners and I was, yeah, it was. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Cool story. Yeah, yeah. That is really cool. Is that probably the favorite experience? Of the debut? Mm -hmm. Um, I just, oh man, I, I haven't really reflected on that part of it. Just kind of realizing it was like, hey, you've reached a milestone, I guess. Yeah. But in hindsight, I wish I'd have had the foresight to just kind of just keep it moving. You yeah. know what I mean? There's like a, just looking back, there was like a sense of complacency that kind of is like, hey, you're here. And then it's like, it wasn't a, hey, keep moving, like, hey, stay. It was just kind of like, okay, just kind of, um, just kind of cruised a little bit, yeah. you know? Um, I had a pitching coach who would say it's like it's it's easier to get there than it is to stay. Yeah. And then like in hindsight, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, you know, yeah. just you know, having broken time, you know, bouncing yeah. around and all that other stuff. It was, uh, yeah, I, I just wish I would have just kept pushing forward. Yeah. Is that is that pretty common? Um, I just speaking for myself, I like, um, uh, I would imagine so, just because I mean, and this is just a guess, like. I guess it's so, it's, I guess it's kind of rare, you know, just, yeah. I mean, just getting to that level. So it's kind of, I would imagine, or I would guess that just kind of soaking it all in yeah. a little bit longer than is, is needed. It probably takes place more yeah. often than not. Out of all the experiences you've had in the big leagues, which is 
a milestone no one will ever be able to take away from you. Which team has been your favorite? Oh, I'll probably say just at different parts. It's hard to say, man. Like playing at Texas, growing up watching them. That's like true. Being able That's to what I figured. Home. Yeah. Um, Atlanta probably had like the most consistent run I had there. Probably felt the most comfortable. Yeah. St. Louis just learned the most just being around all those veterans and everything. You know, yeah. just being able to watch and observe. Observe. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I had to pick, I mean, just being able to play at home, that was. Yeah, that's that's why I figured you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is comfortability aspect of it. There was there was pros and cons, but yeah. uh, it was yeah the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Yeah, I think with, I think with any experience, that's probably what it's going to end up being like. Yeah. Um, so, you did throw on pro day. Something I brought up with Alan Carter. Tell me about that experience. Man. What was it like? How were you feeling? Um, I mean, for you, I know we can ramble on about how you're not good at bullpens, but we know you're not good at bullpens. You're just a gamer. Was that as close to a game environment as you could ask for? Um, I would say so. Like, I wish just just reflecting and looking back, I wish that was more uh, just doing the prep, just kind of geared up, just yeah. got more uh, approached with more intensity. I think that would have carried over a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, it was definitely as close to a, I think that was more of a game environment than like a, like a live BP type setting. Yeah. Sure. Especially just with everything that was on the line, you know? Yeah. Well, it feels like there's something that you have to do. Yeah. Right. And I think the, the toughest part about it for us is like, there's just this gigantic buildup to the day. Um, whether it's the programming part of it, the personal side of it, right? It's like, I'm trying to gear you up for that day without trying to have you falter to the moment, sure. right? Because yes, your career is in the hands of somebody else now. Um, you don't get to make those decisions, neither do I. But actually being able to build you up to the moments where you can actually put out a product that is worthy of something, I think is probably the hardest part about it because I don't want you to go out there and if you were 8890, you and I both probably would have, we probably would have had a long walk or something like that. Um, but like, I was really, really happy with the product you, you were able to put out. Sure. Especially knowing going into years past, like, you probably never had been able to get ready in January. Oh no, like that's the thing is like, like obviously the, uh, having been signed or whatever but like outside of that it was like it all worked man like yeah. it was like it was like it, it just like the preparation going back from august to what was it january 20th or yeah. whatever i mean it, it it was like it worked you know what i mean yeah. so it was just like just just remembering that and then just reminding myself just to stay the course you yeah. know yeah. and so I, I mean there's which i think we're doing so now i mean you're I mean, you threw a pen today. Yeah. Which, I mean, we don't have to talk about it, but it, I mean, it was pretty good. I'm pleased with it. For, for you to be able to throw a lower intensity pin, be somewhere near what your normal peak bullpen velocity is, is pretty solid. Um, especially knowing that you have one pitch that's pretty good that's not really thrown from the left side, as far as the splitter's concerned. There's not too many lefties who throw that. So I think that kind of puts you in your own kind of little market. Now it's kind of the waiting game, which, yeah. is, the, which is the worst part about it. Uh, yeah, and uh, just, just having to remind myself is like, hey, just stay ready, stay the yeah. course, you know? And that, uh, that kind of brings peace of mind to the to the situation, just kind of not panicking. Yeah. It's like, cause I guess the unfortunate side of the, of the business is like, things happen, injuries happen. Yeah, releases and, happen, stuff like yeah, that. So, definitely want to do my part and stand ready yeah for when the opportunity yeah comes. and obviously we don't want guys to get hurt we don't want guys to get released like that's that's not fair to us viewing as like baseball is essentially a brotherhood but we're all connected somehow for sure right we all know somebody who knows somebody who plays baseball we all have family who play the game so it's not like one of those things that you want to happen but it is an unfortunate fact of the business that it will happen um yeah. the main thing now is that i think you're in a much better position to show up and be who you are for sure. 
like just being able to hit the ground running, that's always something that I've kind of struggled with. And it's like just kind of realizing now is like, I don't have that luxury, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's uh yeah, there's no there's no build up to the sprint. It's yeah, a full yeah. it's a full sprint the yeah. second we get the opportunity. For sure. Which, so, I mean, as a testament to your work, you've done every little thing that I've asked, which is simply all I can ask for, right? I mean, I tell everybody this, I don't care what you do. I just care that you're honest. Right? I care that you if I give you something and you don't want to do it, you just at least tell me why. Yeah, for sure. And there's never been any kind of arguments on your part as, as a coach or as a trainer. I'm not going to call myself a coach, I'm a trainer. Um, it's really easy to work with somebody who just says, okay, I got you. I'll handle this. Is this right? Yeah, that's perfect. Cool. I don't have, like, I don't have to worry about you messing something up, fucking something up and, or doing dumb shit. Like it's for you. It's simple. It's, black and white like hey i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read this cool deadlift got you done right try and be low maintenance man yeah but it's i mean you're also just you're just a really you're just a really good athlete like in general you just have the high level athleticism like i don't know if that that speaks volumes but you I mean just a high level athlete I, I expect you to be able to do things that most people can't do right i mean i i don't know if you saw me but i did, I did take radar readings of some of your like light flagground shuffles and they were like 91 and i was like oh wow didn't expect that right i don't this is all foreign like, i don't is that i don't know is that good like i don't yeah i mean for you to be playing light catch yeah okay i mean do i want you to throw 91 like all the time probably not which yeah. probably takes some recovery days but you're starting to get better at like a higher average velocity threshold Right, so if we're looking at how you've gone into spring training in years past, it's been like, dude, I can't get the engine started. It's I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna throw a bullpen at 86, and I just know it, right? And it's just like, like now it's like, I don't have I don't have to worry about that anymore. Now it's like, hey, like 91 is your top number today. I don't need you to go over that. You're like, cool, got you. 91, 91, 91, perfect. Cool. And I don't have to. I don't have to worry about because, like, once you put cleats on, you're you're just gonna be better. Once the game comes around, I just know you're gonna be better. Like, I don't have to worry about. I hope Sam doesn't show up here and throw 92 in today's game because, like, because it's just, it's not gonna happen. Right. Right. The cleats come on and you're Sam Freeman. You're gonna throw 96. Like you're gonna throw 98. Like, it's just, that's just who you are. Just a gamer, pure gamer. And I, I. I'm not gonna say I pride myself on having gamers, but I prefer gamers. Guy and not to mention your age again, but older guys are typically always gonna be gamers. Younger guys, the guys you have in high school, they're early in college, they're used to training now. Most of them throw harder in here. That uh that's been something I've been trying to like hack for for years, just trying to like figure that out. But yeah. yeah. And it, and like there, there has to be some element to scouting where it does take into effect actual the game, because the game matters, right? Like we can do all this shit in here that we want to do, none of it matters if I sh if you show up to a game and you throw 88 and suck. You know what I mean? Right. Like then it's like, what did we just do, right? I have guy, I have a guy in here who throws. He's a lefty. He throws. He's gonna throw every single bullpen in here, 86 to 88, every single one of them. It ain't never gonna get over that number. It's gonna be, if he is feeling really good one day, it might be 91. He's gotta be feeling really, really good. I just know when the game shows up, that fastball's gonna be two to five. Just meant for the game, right? I mean, he's it's not older per se, he's 26, but he went to Florida, so it's pretty good. Um, but like, it's, I spent my entire college career being the guy that was really good at training. You need me to throw 95 today? Cool. Gotcha. Oh, you need me you need me to go not walk the bases loaded? Oh. Can't do that one, Chief. You know what I mean? Like that was where like my career took a left turn. And especially like once I stopped playing, it was a lot easier to see from the outside where I was like, I got really good at being able to do a lot of cool things in here 
and just didn't get better at playing the game. I got better at being better at the game, right. just throwing harder, having better stuff than most people. But I did not get better at what the task of the actual game is, and that's simply punch dudes out, don't give up runs, don't lose. Right. Right. And I didn't do those things very well. I mean, I punched, punched a lot of guys out, but also walked a ton of guys, and also gave up a ton of runs. So, like, I went two, two for three on not being very good at things, and, like, as a testament, like, you're just, you're better at playing the game, right? Which I think says a lot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and segue into old man talk. Okay. You're 35, right? Yes. Okay. If you had to go back, tell 18-year-old Sam what to do, what are you telling him? In terms of what? In terms of where he's going to be, what he should be doing, what should his outlook be, does he need to be so enclosed and focused on everything that's happening right now? Talking about baseball-wise? Baseball-wise, life-wise, anything. Oh, man. 18-year-old me. What would I do, man? What would you tell yourself if you could go back and tell 18-year-old Sam? Stay focused. Whatever it is you want to do, do the research. Because the research is out there. You know, study it. And then just apply yourself, dedicate yourself to it. Just sell out to that craft, man. Um... Cut the distractions, just sell out to the craft, man. Yeah. Uh, make the sacrifices needed to be the best that you can. Time flies, you know, like these, what, 15 years, what, 18, 17 years yeah. have flown by, you know? Yeah. So it's just small window of opportunity, man. Just sell out to that craft. Be the best you can be. Just try and be, like, irreplaceable, you know what I mean? Indispensable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough when you're trying to look back on it. I mean, I, I was in a similar spot, like coming out of high school. I got it. Went to a division two because like that was the only school that wanted to offer me. I, I could have gone to some D3s. I had some, I was going to go to a D3, um, Transylvania and Kentucky. I was going to go there. I got an offer to play division two and I went there. Um, hindsight tells me that, that was an okay decision, right? Right. I met some absolutely great people. Um, hindsight tells me I probably should have tried to go to a JUCO. Um, oh. Because I think I think I probably would have thrived in that experience. I did blow out my elbow, but you know. Um, but I think kind of for you, kind of what's unheard of. I mean. You went to a JUCO out of high school in an era where JUCO baseball wasn't like what it is now. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, we're like, JUCO baseball now is, there's some dogs in JUCO baseball. Uh, I mean, like back then, I mean, just, we had, I think, four big leaguers on the team that I was on back then. We had, we had, we had, now, I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know what JUCO was. But if we're, like, going back and we're talking about recruiting, junior college all day. Yeah. Every, like, no question. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if I go back and tell my 18-year-old self about the recruiting aspect of it, man, it, one, go junior college, spend the two years there, just develop, really apply yourself in the fall, yeah. take advantage of those opportunities in the fall, ball out, or just try and do your best in the spring. Like, yeah. get up, contribute in the spring, just really take advantage of those opportunities in the fall. And then from there, just really, really make, uh, try to make wise decisions on their recruiting in terms of what schools you want to go to at the next level. Yeah. Like ask yourself how, how far you really want to play. Like if you want to play professionally or in the big leagues or whatever, it's like make wise recruiting decisions in that aspect. Yeah. It's like look at the, look at whatever program stats the year before, see who they have on the roster, see what kind of opportunities they got. If you're a pitcher, see how many uh, appearances they get. If they got yeah. 
We're doing. You got, I mean, if you got 20 guys who are throwing, who are splitting innings, it's. Re I mean, it's really tough. Yeah, you know. So I mean, just really do take the time to do the research that way. Don't get caught up in the in the hype. You know, like I remember back in the day, I was gonna take like a like a 20 percent just to say I was going to a D1. You know, yeah. just so, you know. Just something crazy, man. Yeah, you just didn't realize something. that you're gonna have eighty thousand dollars worth of debt. Yeah, so just take the uh, take the the pride and ego out of it. Just prioritize the opportunity more than the uh, than the prestige of saying you could go to a certain university or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just strategic in that sense, you know. And it, yeah. It's just kind of I don't know, man. It ask ask the coaches questions. Yeah. You know, at, like that's probably that's probably the hardest part. Yeah. Like most most kids don't know what to ask. It is. And because because most of the recruiting is just a sales pitch. Thousand percent. Right. Thousand and percent. you don't really know what question to ask to get an honest answer anymore. I mean, that's I mean, you could the in my opinion, I think the looking at the cumulative stats kind of tells you what time it is in terms of what the coach's philosophy really is yeah. you know and I mean just kind of knowing knowing coaches at the D1 level it's like I understand their their situation you know because I mean like jobs are on the line yeah so it's kind of like what's the priority winning or development you yeah know what I mean and it's like what are you telling the high school kid his goal is to reach the big leagues yeah and it's like hey it's like what do I get I, can, I think he can help our program, but I can't really let him, uh, for the sake of my own family, I can't really let him take growing pains, take his, you know, take his lumps on all yeah. the time, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like it's, I understand that dilemma, I guess, but as a, like, from a player, it's, it's kind of like you got to kind of search yourself and yeah. just kind of really take charge of those decisions, you know? Because, I mean, yeah. it's, you only got one shot at it or... You only got a small window of opportunity, you know, you want to capitalize on it. Yeah. So I would say when you're at your junior college, was there any thought in your mind about you being a big leader? Uh, as a pitcher, no. I was like, I was so focused, at least not early. Um, I was so focused on switch hitting and playing outfield, you know, stealing bags, running bases, you know. And uh, like I had a pitching coach, the the one who uh, the one who recruited me. Like he knew the whole time, you know. You, like he, yeah. he, I mean, he had the foresight, and uh, he kind of, kind of like nudged me in that direction a little yeah. bit, even before I saw it. Um, just kind of created an environment to where it was like, it was all right to fail. Yeah, you know, and uh, allowed me to grow in that aspect. And I didn't really see it until um, my freshman year. Uh, the opening, I, I started the opening, uh, opening day, and I popped a 93, and I got a, a, a letter from a giant scout, Tiny Thomas. And uh, I was like, what the hell? You know, I, yeah. I dedicated my entire life to switch in, playing out for all this other stuff, all the speed work, and then come out, pop a 93, and then just interest as a major you know? yeah it was like okay so that kind of shifted the focus a little bit yeah and uh that's whenever i as far as like pitching in the big leagues that was like i could start to believe in at that yeah. point yeah was there was there ever any doubt yeah yeah in the minor leagues yeah man just the whole called, time oh character building moments you know yeah. what i mean there was uh i mean yeah, I mean, I was after uh, my after my freshman year, getting knocked around by like high school graduating yeah. seniors and stuff, you know. Um, after my junior year, I mean, I was I was looking at just going to school, you know yeah. what I mean? Because uh, scholarship was taken away. I wasn't about to walk on, you know. Just if I was gonna go to school, I was just gonna go to school, you know. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, just various parts of the minor leagues. I mean, after, yeah, I mean that, but I mean, that that's where like the uh, resiliency and all that stuff kicks in, you know, yeah. it's just kind of, 
Yeah. I mean, but was there doubt for sure? There's yeah. various moments for sure. I'd say I'd say we can be upfront, right? Has there has there been doubts at any point within the past seven months? Seven months? Yeah. Uh, for myself, no. Like okay. it, it, like if, like I, I think I told you this. Like if, if I thought that I was gonna roll out and be like, what I like eighty eight ninety two. If I thought that was it, it was like, this. yeah, you know, cash it mean? in. Yeah. Like if, like if I knew if if I felt like I couldn't return to my old self, yeah. I wouldn't be. Yeah. Spending weeks away from my family and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, I'd move on to the next phase, but it was like, I know it, man. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say, and I, and I think, you know, I'm pretty, pretty upfront and honest with you. Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel the need to, to bullshit people. I just don't. If I, if, I mean, if I knew, I would tell you. Right. Right. So I've never had any doubts. Right. Um, my only thing is just like, get someone on board, show who you are throw well punch dudes out and we've been pretty blatant about that's our whole goal right we're gonna punch dudes out um because i think it gives you longevity in the game um and at that point it's just like where do i need to be when you're gonna when you're back in the big leagues like what stadium do i need to be at where's my hotel need to be you know what i mean like that kind of stuff um which is fine i'd prefer it to be that way because i don't have any doubts right i don't did I doubt myself completely I still doubt my ability right and I can wake up and throw 95 if I need to um but like I would say as as a younger player when you go out and you turn on a game right and it's the Yankees playing the Red Sox and it's Garrett Cole's got the ball on one side and well maybe a healthy Chris Sale who knows um I grew up a Red Sox fan, so that's uh, it's a soft spot for me. Um, and, the, and you watch those two guys throw, and you're like, I just don't ever imagine myself being Garrett Cole. It's really difficult. You know what I mean? All right. Um, I would say I would say the big big turning point for me was probably like access to data. Once I got access to data, it felt like a completely different game, right? Because I was like. He's not doing something that I can't do. Right. He's carrying the ball. I can carry the ball. Man. Right? And then that's that's kind of when it changed for me. Because, I mean, I didn't really get, like, true access to data, right? Like, I probably started using Savant around, like, 2018. Right. Just, I mean, it's good. It's pretty baseline for me. But, like, I could understand what I was looking at. So, I was like, oh, Justin Berliner's carrying the ball at 20? I think I can do that. Right, and that's kind of when my sh- mindset kind of like shifted to where it was like, no, I actually could. Like, they're not doing that many crazy things. It's just, it looks crazier when you're watching it on TV. Right. Right. They're under the lights and they're performing, so yeah, it looks crazier. But I would say, in a, in a general aspect, that was kind of when my mindset shifted to more of like a, wait, no, I actually could do this. Um, so I'd say, probably similar for you. Once you actually started comparing yourself to others it was probably a little bit more realistic and um like with the data it's like oh that's like a foreign language to me right now yeah. you know what i mean like it like uh when we were talking earlier about go back to your 18 year old self and i was like hey the information's out there that's kind of what i'm talking yeah. about you know what i mean and so i mean the game's changed so much since like i first came in and it's like like yeah like to what you said it's like hey there's Pretty much for, I would say, for the majority of players out there, pitchers out there, they have a big league comp. And the data's out there. It's just it's like going to get it, you know yeah. what I mean? And just taking the, taking the steps to go get it. Yeah. And so, yeah, like that, that, that's kind of like a, a game changer and can uh, kind of put some of the anxiety at ease of putting dudes on such a high pedestal. Yeah, pedestal, you know what yeah. Because I mean? um, they're – they're big leaguers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're I'm, the greatest in the game. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But like, I think I think in that same in that same breath, it's almost worry about yourself. Um, this is why, like, I don't I don't do comparisons really. I don't like comparisons, um, especially for for you, right? I'm not gonna. What other big leaguer am I gonna compare you to? You're already a big leaguer. 
Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, who do I need to compare you to? You're one of 20-something thousand people that have played in the big leagues. Right. So you're the top 0.00001% of the population already. I don't have anybody to compare you to. I just want you to be, Sam Freeman, the best version of it, yeah. right? Whether that's 26-year-old Sam Freeman or 35-year-old Sam Freeman, I don't care. My only goal is to make you the best version of 35-year-old Sam Freeman that you can possibly display for yourself because one, it matters for you, it matters for your family, which is, I think is the most important thing because if you can't provide for your family, then, you know, what are you, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, sure. Um, sure, for younger, for younger guys, yeah, it's a little easier. Hey man, you kind of look pretty comparable to pitcher X, Y, and Z, right? I have a guy in the Phillies or kind of throws kind of like Madison Bumgarner. Or there's a guy in the Pittsburgh organization kind of throws like Madison Bumgarner. Like, yeah, those comparisons are easy to make. Are they exact? Like, no, but sure, we can make them pretty close. Um, so I would say, I would say, yeah, access of information now is massive. I, dude, I have, I have an 18 year old high schooler who I think might actually like, he probably knows more than I do. And I think he should probably coach me. But there is a little bit of too much information for someone like that. Just, uh, was it a paralysis by analysis? Paralysis by analysis, baby. Yeah. And, and that's a real thing. And I can imagine. I tell, I tell the story to every new guy I get. It's like, hey, like, I'm not going to compare you to anybody. Here's why. I spent the years... 2018, 2019, 2020, and probably most of 2021 convincing myself that I was Trevor Bauer. We threw pretty similarly. Metrics were pretty much the same. I was like, I can do that. So then I start mimicking things and then I start noticing things. Oh, he can do that and I can't. Oh, uh, just like body wise? Yeah, I was like, I, was like uh, I don't know that I can do that. But did I try it? Absolutely, a hundred percent. I have to, I have to fit this mold, right? So I can be a big leaguer. I have to fit this mold. That, uh, but there was no, there was no. I could just wake up. I'm Hunter Townsend. I don't have to be anybody else. That's one thing I wish, like going back, because I mean, I thought I was Mariano. Like, uh, I saw they posted the the Lincecum. Like I yeah. tried that. I was like. But it's like just. I think we all did. Yeah, I did that too. Just, so. um, just not really taking into account how unique everybody is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just from something, just like limb length, like length of the fingers. You yeah. know, just like height, weight. So, yeah, I think there's something that needs to be said to, just kind of, real guys in for whenever yeah. they start reaching for comps. It's like, yeah. just like, hey, wait a minute, everybody's unique in their own, yeah, own way. It's, and that was. Yeah. I was late to that party. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was too. Late, late, I was, late. I was, I was very much late to that party. I would say one of the like tougher things for me was realizing that I couldn't be anybody else except for myself. Right. Yeah. Because you all, you, my whole childhood, I wanted to be, I wanted to be Josh Beckett so bad. John, Josh Beckett, oh, yeah. Jonathan Papelbon, right? Because I grew up a Red Sox fan. I wanted to be Josh Beckett more than anything on planet Earth. I did everything. Whole wind up, I had the fighting necklace, right? Throwback, man. Did you braid them or do you? Uh... Oh, I had the, uh, I had the braid and then I had the one that had the little, uh, what was it? The little like triangle thing on it. Yeah. Yeah, had that one. Um, Cause that's what Josh Beckett had. And like, that's fine. Yeah, be your idols, be who they are. But I think once you get to a certain age, it's, like, it's no more about being your idols and it's about being yourself. And it's like, okay, my idol made it to the big leagues. I want to make it to the big leagues so I can be like my idol. I can't do it like him, man. We're, we're just anatomically, we are way different. Um, I mean, he was also like massive and through a hundred and I didn't do that. I still don't do that. So like, I'm still not massive. So like, so like, there's a missing link in there somewhere. I can convince myself that I'm Josh Beckett up to a certain point, and then after that point happens, I think you're I think you're basically playing with fool's gold. So how do you address that with younger kids? Like, because I imagine there's like an urge for them to 
like dive off into those player comps is like is that an easy sell so it's like hey no no, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I had a conversation with a kid not too long ago where he convinced me that he, or he, he was trying to convince me that he was Justin Lawrence. And I was like, uh, I was like, uh, sure. Uh, he throws 102. Right. So like, probably, he's also like 6'6", six, six, right? And you're not. Sure. Can we, can we try to throw like him? Sure. If it if it looks better, if you're moving better, it's fine. Sure. It's all one cataclysm of events. But I mean, if there truly is a younger kid who I want to be a role to Chapman. Good luck. Mason. You know what I mean? Good yeah. luck. Because they, unless you're just born a freak, like. Maybe. I mean, there's a there's a 14 year old. There's 92. Does he kind of throw like a role of Chapman? Like, yeah. So like, how do you so? Do you how do just, I get do them just, to buy into being themselves? Yeah, like so. It's like, do you make like a concerted effort to separate the two? It, depend, know, like, it depends like on how young. It depends on how young they are. If it's a if it's a 14 year old, oh man, that's a lost cause. Right. right. Then it's just me beating a dead bush over and over again. But if you're 18, 19 years old, who are you trying to be anymore? Right? Like, sure, can we use certain things that they do? Like, um, for an example, I had a kid the other day who told me, like, Dylan Cease's glove side. And he's like, I tried it out. I know you don't like me doing this kind of stuff, but I tried it out. I think it looks better. I threw harder. That's all I care. As long as we're not we're not remodeling the whole body right. to try and be Dylan Cease, because it's going to be really really difficult to do. Right. Right. Um, it's going to depend on age. If you're 14 years old, man, and you want to mess around with trying to throw like Steven Strasburg, be my guest. Right. If it looks worse, I'll tell you why. But I think there has to be a certain line drawn where it's like. You know, I, I tried being Luis Castillo today, and it just didn't work, man. I threw four miles an hour slower, right. or I threw the same velo, and it's like, okay, well, let me tell you why. You're not Luis Castillo. You're not Max Scherzer. You're not Justin Verlander. You're, insert name here, right? Right. Um, but here's what we can do. Do you see what Luis does with his does with his back leg or you see how Luis's spine moves right I'm gonna fit it to fit my own narrative as much as they are as well got it got it got it right so hey I was watching name a big leader whatever last tonight throw for whatever team I love the way his arm moves cool me too let me tell you why right explain it to them Here's how I think we can incorporate it. Something similar to this into your throwing. Here's how I think we get there. Right. Versus, I'm not going to completely shut down the idea. Sometimes I will. It depends on the kid. Um, if you have a kid who's just sitting there just every single week, like if it was me, because I did that, I would probably tell myself to shut up. But also, I'm also the kind of kid who, like, I kind of, I grew up that way. Right. Right. Where like, hey, my dad just got off work. Get your stuff. We're going to the field. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit ground balls to you until it's, until I can't see anymore. Right. And so like, yeah, if you just told me just shut up, probably just gonna shut my mouth. Right. There are kids that you can't do that with. But that also comes into like the difficulty of the job, where it's like, yes, do I care about how you perform as a player? Hundred percent. But I also care about you providing for your family, you being a good man, and you just being the, the best human being that you can possibly be, right? Because there's a human element that comes into this that I think has to be understood. Sure. You know, if you can't talk to anybody, I don't care what they've gone through in their life, 
you know, I don't care about your political affiliation. I don't, I don't like, I don't care about any of that stuff. I just need to be able to relate to you as a person first. So you can win people over by talking to them as a person. That's how you get people to buy in. It's easy to talk to you because you were understanding. I was like, Hey man, I love punching people out. And you're like, I fucking love punching people out too. It's great. And it was like, all right, bet. Right. That's why our phone calls are, are long. I don't care that they're long. I want to talk to you. I don't have any qualms with having an hour and 30 minute long conversation as long as I know that you and I are going to get somewhere eventually. For sure. Even if it's like, hey, we talked about barbecue for 45 minutes. Hey, man, let's wrap this up. You know what I mean? Where we don't get anywhere with it. So for like younger kids, it's like I have to be able to relate to what they're going to tell me. Younger kids now, they like TikTok. They like video games. They like Minecraft or whatever it is, right? I have to know what's going on there which is weird because like, I need to know, I need to know the memes. I need to know, like, I need to know how TikTok works. Like I have to post on it. Um, follow your boy. If I didn't have that, I think I'd be a worse coach because I wouldn't be able to tell a younger kid who's like, I think I'm Jordan Hicks. Or, I wouldn't be able to, I would just, I would probably just look at him like this and I'd go, Sh shut up. <laughs> right. And next thing you know, that kid is, he's gone like right. he's not he's not going to listen to what i have to say anymore because he's already got a, he's already got it made up in his mind that he is jordan hicks and if i can't approach the situation like an individual and i try and approach it as a, a robot or a computer right like a a douchebag like then I've, I've lost you and so like tie it back into the comparison thing if i just if I just shoot a younger kid down immediately, he's um, going to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or I got a video right here that tells me different. Here's a video right here. This guy said everybody can throw like Garrett Cole, right? Once once he's done that, I've already lost him. He's on he's on a different path now, and I've completely skirted the goal. So instead of addressing it as a, like a no, you're stupid. It's a, okay, you're wrong, but I want to talk about things that we can do to get us close to this. Right. Right. So I'm not, I'm not trying to shoot them down aggressively, but I'm trying to shoot them down a little bit. Right. Because I want to be able to fit it into a mold of, this could be you. All right, you could be Sam Freeman. But here's what Sam does really, really well. That you don't that you don't do very well yet, but here's where we're gonna work on. Gotcha. Right. I think that's how I think that's how you kind of shape it to fit what I want to get out of it. Right. It's and for younger kids, it's 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 easier. Go lift. Go eat. Don't get in trouble. Don't get suspended. Don't get expelled. Don't get in trouble with the law. Boom. Yeah. Easy. Right. Once guys start getting older, it starts becoming a little bit more of a a battle almost. Or like five kids in college who are like, hey, I want to do this, like whoever, right? It's no, you can't do that. But here's what we can do. Right. So I like when a kid tries to compare himself I'm not going to spin it into a negative, but I need to change it for a positive for myself. I got you. Right. So like in a system, I view a kid comparing himself as like a net negative. How can I spin that to a positive? Right. Hey, you don't necessarily move the same way as Josh Hader because like, let's take you for example, you don't move the same as Josh Hader. Josh Hader is a little bit more crossbody. Slots a little lower, whatever, right? There hasn't been a, oh, but you're both left-handed, right? You both have a coil move, right? So somebody somewhere would could say like, oh yeah, they kind of throw alike. And then I would say, well, no, they don't. So like, I'm not going to make Sam Josh Hader. Right. Like there's no point. But I had you start creeping the slot down to here. All of a sudden we're playing in dangerous territory. All of a sudden below goes down. And, but if you have it made up in your mind, they're like, oh, I should be Josh Hader. 
I've lost you. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's a little easier. The older the the more experience you have in the game at a higher level, it's a little bit easier to try and spin it in your own favor. I can imagine that. Yeah. Let's say you sign. You're a big leader. Or you have to play your way in, whatever. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Um, I'm just ready. I'm ready to see you in game. Um, what are our What are our expectations? What are our goals? Do we have any expectations in terms of what? Like certain metrics, certain yeah. In, ter in terms of performance. Performance. Be a dude, man. Like you just almost almost to a point to where it's like when that phone rings, just having a role. So it's like you read the game. When the phone rings, it's like, be pretty certain as you for that particular situation. Yeah. Is that, you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's being a dude. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's being a dude. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I understand what that means. It's, yeah, I mean, man. Just to, to me, it's like, I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. You're, you got, when you're a back-end bullpen guy, you're either sheep or you're a lion. On any given day, you could be one or the other. Right. But you better hope more times than not that you're always aligned. Yeah. Because if yeah. not, if not, you're going to get your shit ate. Man. And that's not a good feeling. Not man. at all. Because, like. Not at all. All right. I got, I, got a, I got a story to tell you. So, a few months ago, I was on TikTok. Just getting, getting caught up on my, my, my younger kid stuff. Um, I saw a video, and it was just like a. It was from a, a Braves fan account. Here we go. Yeah. Well, let me, I, yeah. Let me, uh, I can, mine's, mine's racing. I can only imagine what we, <laughs> what we got. They, uh, had some tread athletes on there. It was, uh, you, Chad Sabaka. Yeah. And Bryce Wilson. Yeah. They're not the biggest fans of you and Chad Sabaka. No, no. And comment was like, when he was good, man, was he good. But when he was bad, I was ready to kill him. And I was like, oh, no, that one hurts. That one hurts. But is that, as a big leaguer, is that something that you guys actually notice or, or know? Like, especially because now social, social media is huge, right? So every, everybody's on. Is that something that you guys pay attention to? Well, I didn't get it. I didn't get social media until 2020. Yeah. I had a Facebook, but I, I deactivated during the season, whatever. So after, after my time in that, like that was, you had a feeling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, no, hearing that is not surprising. Yeah. Not surprising. Is that something, is that something that guys pay attention to? Like, are, are you guys aware of what's going on as far as like, what's not, not even like classic media, like let's like the news, ESPN or, or anything like that. But like simply just socials, like are guys actually paying attention to that? I would imagine. Like I, I can't, I can't speak for. Yeah, not personally, but. Um, I would imagine, because I mean, especially like if you're, if you're a guy that's pretty active on it, like yeah. if you engage quite a bit, then. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I would, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I would say like now, I, it's becoming a little bit more popular to be a little bit more active on it. I think. Yeah. As far as uh, dealing with brands and wanting to actually push push your own personal brand. Slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah, well, dealing with sponsorships and stuff like that. You're a professional athlete, so, like, at the end of the day, if that's what it takes to get the bills paid, I understand it. Um, uh, I guess I'm more so speaking, it was like, it's like you open yourself out there. Yeah. And it's like it you opens, don't get to pick and choose what comes yeah. back, you know it, what I mean? It, so it's, it's, it, uh, it, does, it opens you up to criticism. Yeah, 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 for sure. Or um, just, like, avenues to receive it or just, like, a correct. direct. Like, um, yeah, I, I mean – when the opportunity comes to sign or whatever, I'll probably just deactivate just so we just, I don't need, I, I don't need somebody I don't know just to like, just to chirp you, you know, and just, just to go, vent, you know, yeah, just you know. go off on you on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. end up finding your Twitter account. That's, yeah. I thought was hidden for a while, but oh. apparently it's not. Yeah. No, no, no. And then, I mean, every now and then they'll track your spouse down, you know, you know uh, I've heard some, heard some unpleasant stories about people's spouses getting, harassed and stuff like that so Ooh. i mean to be fair that, that happened in college as well oh i can imagine yeah i mean, I, yeah, I mean we, we played we played virginia tech and their their fans let me know a thing or two 
yeah. about my now fiance, but uh, yeah. They'll, uh, yeah. I guess back in the day they would go through the uh, the program and just read the bio out loud and stuff like that. But I guess things have <laughs> advanced with the technology, you know. Yeah, well, they have access to everything. I, yeah. I want to say they found like my now fiance's Facebook profile or Instagram or something like that, and it was like, oh man, nasty business. Here we go. Yeah, I just I, I was always curious about that because I talked to I talked to Mitch Keller about it and uh, he's like, nah, I mean, I don't really pay attention to it. I just didn't know if it was if it was that easy just to block it out of your life. I mean, it was for me. I didn't have it, so it was just yeah. kind of like, you know, I mean, it wasn't nobody unless it was just like a very poor outing. I mean, nobody yeah. let you know about it unless they were like booing you off the stadium. Yeah. Even then, it's just kind of like horse yeah. blinders or whatever. Yeah. But, I think kind of kind of has to be that way. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it gets a little messy. It can, like it. Even, even with some of my other guys, I've caught myself where it's like, kind of need to know what they're saying about so and so. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and type this name in right click on Twitter and see what's uh, oh, see what pops up. And then I've been on there and I'll just catch myself and I'll be 30 minutes in. And I'm like, oh no. Well, I mean, this is bad. Like, if you look at it, it's like, when do you really notice a reliever? You know. Like, unless it's like the closer, it's like the kicker, you know what I mean? You ain't going to yeah. notice him unless he hits one off the crossbar. Yeah, or, or he like misses that, you know? it, shanks so, I mean, it, yeah. It, it's a part of it, you know. It Just, I mean, just kind of put things into perspective, man. You got to shoot at a pretty high clip to kind of... Be considered great, yeah. yeah. To stick around, you know. Yeah. And so it's like... Just a part of it. Yeah. I just didn't know how much that actually weighed on you. I imagine that you probably weren't super involved. It took me probably like 45 minutes to find your Twitter anyways. <laughs> no. um, so I uh, I figured that you probably didn't care or didn't even want to look into it. I mean, like... Because socials, I feel like that can be pretty dangerous to, your, to yourself. Well, I mean, it can be, I would imagine, but it's like the... Dealing with just like the failure of a, per- a certain outing is like that. That's worse than anything that any. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, what could they yeah. say at this point? Yeah, I mean it. It's like it's, it's not a worse feeling than coughing it up. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, no, yeah, I mean nobody and nobody like, wants to be in that spot and yeah, they have yeah. to get on Twitter and see Jabroni four two seven seven six nine right like just going to work he doesn't even have a profile picture and he's just going to work talking about how bad you are it's probably just yeah. at that point it's just like who who even are you yeah it's all part of it yeah I, I guess so it's part of being in the limelight that you are i guess um, yeah I've, I've just always been really curious about that for some reason i've just i've never had to deal with it obviously i deal i deal with people now right. um because i have like somewhat of a following i guess thanks to jamal but like even mine, they're still just like this guy. He doesn't know anything. No, I mean, he's, and it's and it's mainly it's just like, dude, I I don't even. The thing initially, it was really really bothersome because I obviously I'd never been in that position where anybody knew who I was, and then now that there's a chance that somebody might know who I am, it's like, all right, I don't really care. But like initially, it was like, well, you know what, f you and. You suck, and you don't know anything, and now it's more just like, all right, bro, <laughs> thanks. And, uh, I guess all a part of it, man. You know, they're watching, so, I mean, good, bad, and different. They did watch. Yeah. Boost ratings, well, which so, is all you can ask for. Good, bad, um, and different, man. That's Yeah. Just been curious about how, so- how social media kind of affects that stuff. I know we're kind of using socials now to try and push who you are, um, so obviously there will probably be just a little bit more engagement um, as far as that stuff's concerned probably a few more people know who you are yeah i mean i don't know as far as the trade accounts are certain i'm i'm sure it's probably uh help boost yeah, sure. who, to to make people know who you are i think that's 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 probably plays one part of it i know yeah, it's, definitely a, it's a useful tool man yeah i mean i found out about dread through twitter you know yeah. one of my coaches i mean he sent the tweet the initial tweet that we talked about back like Sign or sealed deal for me, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely a useful tool. Is that initially what it was? You just saw the account and you were just like, eh, I think I'm on board. 
I don't know, it was a tweet about Asian athletes, man. And I was like. Social, socials have their advantage. Um, it's one of those net positive, net negative things. Sure. You can either be a net positive in the, in the atmosphere or you can be a net negative. And I think that most of the time, I think we're always trying to be a little bit of a net positive. Like, there's not really too many times you're going to catch me arguing with people. Well, well, that's not entirely true. Um, but I, it's a little bit more monitored now as far as where, like, I'm getting older. I, I don't care that much. But I'd, I'd say for what we do, social social marketing is pretty large. So it is cool to actually understand that that's kind of how you found out about it. I, I have, every athlete tells me something different. Hey, I was watching either on YouTube or I saw so-and-so's TikTok or, I, hey, I saw this post on Instagram and, like, now I want to sign it, which that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so there is there is a true advantage to it for sure. us. Yeah, definitely. And just, I mean, just word of mouth, man. Like, there's... Like I ran into one of my old teammates. I didn't know he was doing it. You know, I, yeah. I just, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's kind of wide, wide web, man. Yeah, which wide is, web. it's always really interesting. Well, the guy who threw after you, Duncan, right? Greg Duncan. I played against him every single year I was in college. Every year. Even when I transferred to ETSU, mm -hmm. he transferred to Radford and we played against each other. And I had no idea, no clue who he was. I knew the name and I was like, that's really familiar. Next thing you know, it's like, hey, you're gonna be working with Greg Duncan. Make sure you get him all set up. I was like, name's really familiar. And uh, we have our first phone call and I was like, you remember me? He was like, yeah, you remember me? I was like, yeah. And then it's, it's just this weird cult. But I think that's probably one of the cooler things about baseball. Yeah, man. Right? Like, it was like ETSU, Johnson City. That's right. Johnson City. JC, baby. JC, sick. I uh, I miss like, Johnson City, man. Yeah, me too. I, uh, dude, me too. I could kill for some pals right now. I don't even know if you know what pals is. Oh, man, dude, I could kill for some pals. We were, I just, we stayed at that Quality Inn right across the street from the mall in the Applebee's. Really? Wow. And I think they had a Ryan Steakhouse across hey, the street. Yep. That's probably gone. It's right. gone. Gone? It's gone. There was a Ruby Tuesdays there when I first got there, and it's gone, too. Man. R.I.P., man. I love Ruby Tuesdays. Was uh was like the Electric Cowboy or something like that? <laughs> that, was long, that was 2008, man. A long time ago. But. Yeah. But even, even, say, like, even for us, like, Chase is from Bristol. Bristol, uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Which is 20 minutes, 20 20 minutes from Johnson City. Yeah. And he was like bringing up names, and I was like, "Dude, I know who that is." And like immediately, like even when he was here on an interview, I was like, "I was like, we're actually connected." And Chase, Chase is thirty. I mean, I'm not a you know young grasshopper either, but like, I mean, he's he's got four years on me, so like six degrees of separation, man. Yeah, but like it's it's crazy how the game is so like giving right even even when like now that i'm done like i even have like old teammates who are like yo i need some help it's like cool sign up i got you um or even if it's just like hey like my slider sucks like, you know me fix it right quick yeah I, teammates um or even people that i've played against that have come in i've been like i don't know who you are um eric sap one of the guys in there on the floor face me i threw in the same game as him in a regional in like 2019 and he threw 138 pitches and i still remember that crazy because he threw nine innings and threw 138 pitches and like i was like oh i know who you are and he's like oh you threw at the end of that game. and it's crazy how this game is so intertwined yeah i do like whether you know somebody in pro ball or you know somebody because they played high school baseball with one of your cousins or something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's always, there's always a connection through this game, which is crazy and people are everywhere. So I think it's funny that you're like, yeah, I met, I saw one of my old teammates. I didn't even know he was here. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was probably the same way on pro day. Like, yeah. I think even you saw people who was, you were just like, wow, I actually had no idea you were going to be here. Yeah, man. It, uh, yeah, there was quite a few like that. Yeah. I'd, 
probably say the same for them as well. You yeah. know, most of them were probably like, what the hell is this guy doing? Well, I mean, I think that's kind of like a testament to what you guys are doing, man. Because it's like, obviously, stuff y'all are doing works, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like y'all built a brand where it's like people trust what y'all do. And it's like the results speak for themselves, you know? Yeah. So. Trying to put you in the best spot, but say I'm hopeful for 2023. I think it's yeah. going to be electric once we get that name on a dotted line first hey, but uh we can we can update this after me and jamal will take a trip and we'll be at whatever whatever big league stadium we need to be and uh we'll film this part two at a big league stadium or something sure. like that whenever you're ready to throw i appreciate you Thanks doing this so man appreciate you. thank y'all man of course how long is that we're rolling Really? I could start to tell the hours creeping up my stomach started rumbling. <laughs>